I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And uh, that's Dennis Halnon. He's one of the employee owners at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, we already have two lines filled up. You guys woke up this morning, as Carolyn was saying. That's great. Hey. Um, let's get online, 860-522-9842. And, of course, if you want to donate to the Holiday Store while we're, while we're doing our show, that'd be great. Just text WTIC to 41444. And uh, you can do a good thing for the Holiday Store and the Salvation Army. And uh, if, if anything, as far as our, the value of what we've been doing for the past 28 years, if you ever wanted to say, geez, I'd love to give back for some reason, feel free to do it that way. And uh, you'll, you'll feel better about it. All right. So as usual and customary, we have our technology news. And H-1B visas are back in the news here, Dennis. Again? Always. Wow. So this is uh, from our favorite uh, blog across the pond there, The Register. IT recruiter settles claims it snubbed American workers. Now, basically, uh, the U.S. Department of Justice fined a company in New Jersey um, that was discriminating, SecureApp. Uh, these guys were fined for posting jobs for only non-Americans. Huh. Isn't that great? Isn't that, that's the Jersey way, huh? Oh, sure. You know? <laughs> I'm about to write some final checks for UConn, and imagine if you're a, if you're a parent writing checks for you know your kids getting a STEM degree that everyone's pushing for technology or what have you. You're writing these big checks to these universities who made sure that you had unlimited ice cream uh, while you're on campus, and uh, then you go to get a job, and jerky companies like this say, "Well, Americans need not apply." Right. Oh, I mean, holy I, mackerel! I thought IT jobs were things Americans did want to do. Well, sure. So H-1B visa holders only. And, of course, the reason they want to do this with H-1B visa holders is that they become indentured servants, right? If you have an H-1B visa, you come over and work for an American company, um, they pretty much know that you're going to have to do whatever they tell you to do. Work for less money, by the way. Right. Because, of course. Because um, if you get let go, you got to go back home. Mm-hmm. Right? So they know they got you. Mm-hmm. So... This is really disgusting. Um, the Department of Justice, with all their might and, and power, find this company. What do you think? I mean, they're discriminating against Americans, Dennis, for, for months and months and months and months with these, with these jobs. Do you think they find the crap out of them? Well, yeah, like a couple million dollars. I would think so, right? I mean, yeah. they fight for Americans. No, 26 grand. What? Yeah. That, 26 that, grand. That, 
that's as much as it costs to like hire a lousy employee and then let them go after a few months. Exactly. I mean, we pay recruiter fees all, all the time to try to find good talent here in, in Connecticut. Twenty-six whole thousand dollars. Thanks, Department of Justice. You're really making it painful to to protect Americans. Oh yeah, um, that's really going to discourage them from continuing that policy, huh? Yeah, it's ridiculous. So I'll put the link up here for you. This is a problem. I mean, there's companies out there. There's whole there's whole classes that. Oh, I think I posted it before. There was some video of some guy in, in, in Pennsylvania who was giving courses on how companies can get around the laws and how you post these jobs in obscure, you know newspapers to say at least you said you're looking for people but nobody who's in their right mind would find the job there right and they get to then hire an indentured slave h1b visa holder right and and skip out on americans so it's disgusting it's gross and if you're a parent writing checks for your kids or if you have a loan that you're hoping other people are paying for uh for your school you know you at least want to have americans getting the jobs so that the americans are paying for the student loans that you know, right? I mean, you should at least have it. Should, right. should all be Americans. It should all this. be American money changing hands, exactly. with Americans. Because I don't think the H one B visa holder is going to be paying for your kid's college. So we'll put no. the link up here for you, and you can read about that. What do you got there, Dennis? Well, I've got an interesting development in the hacking world. Uh huh. What are they hacking? Um, a long time ago, you yes. might have heard about Stuxnet, which oh, yeah. was a, a malware attack on uh, centrifuge controlling computers in Iran. Right. Didn't we, what, didn't we participate in that a little bit? I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we but, did. But, uh, the way that that worked was yeah. that whoever developed the, the Stuxnet had, uh, stolen a certificate from, I think, Realtek. Okay. Um, that was used to sign Realtek's drivers. And they used that to sign their own software right. so that the computers would load these drivers and then run the malicious payload. Right. They, they, they thought, the computer software thought that the, that the drivers were legitimate. Right. Well, there are now some hackers who have figured out a different way to do that. They don't have to steal a certificate from a, a legitimate company. Mm. All they have to do is sign up for Microsoft's Authenticode program. Really? And... They will. They have to submit some information. Yeah, and they're supposed to be vetted. Right. Of course, we've heard this before uh, recently in other yeah. stories, but we won't oh, go yeah. there yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they're given uh, the ability to sign their own software, yeah. and they have this in their own right. This isn't something that they stole from somebody else. It's their right. own uh, authentication coding right. that they can use to deliver ransomware. The bad guys sign up. With Microsoft, get uh-huh. vetted by Microsoft. Yeah, sure, you can write stuff for us. And they submit <laughs> their malware through Microsoft. Right. So Patch Tuesday, let's say, uh-huh. could include a nice malicious software driver. It could, theoretically. Signed by Microsoft saying you're good to go. Yep. And that's really, really, really dangerous. Yeah, Krebs on Security had a similar article having to do with uh, the FBI vetting a what was it? What was it? In- Infraguard or Infrasure? Infraguard. Infraguard, right? Where they you know, the FBI vets you know CEOs and companies and contacts to deal with attacks and dealing with uh, just in general having a list of folks you can talk to about, about legitimate concerns and FBI and, vetted and of yeah, course yeah and it it also served as kind of an informal knowledge base for different security issues right and of course now the bad guys. Got vetted, in it. got vetted by they're FBI, in <laughs> and they're now setting up their contacts. Vacuuming and... up everything that they can get out of there. Nice, oh, right? It's nice, yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to vet people, Dennis. It's 
hard to know who you really? got working for you. It is. <laughs> it's not an easy thing to do. All right. In other news, mm-hmm. uh, to protect its cloud, of course, Microsoft has a very big cloud. Uh, Microsoft is banning crypto mining from its online services. So you no longer can purchase CPU and uh, RAM and resources from the uh, Microsoft cloud because they're concerned that you ding-dongs who are out there processing fake money, uh, paying real money to process fake money, um, are going to you know cause issues with uh, Microsoft servers. I mean, Microsoft really needs to be there to serve up actual business. Right. You know. Actual applications, actual business that's actually getting work done in the real yes. world, right? Right, but not you know not mining fake coins that you can just create at your whim um, and say, hey, it's got value until it doesn't, and then you ask yourself, why don't why don't you want to accept my coin anymore? It's I told you it was worth a billion, didn't? Don't you believe me? <laughs> um, so Microsoft said they're going to stop allowing you to do that, and um, of course that makes sense. It's a big. Big, sure. big scam anyways, if you haven't figured it out, and uh, lots of you still haven't, but um, we'll put this link up here for you. Just take a look at Microsoft, and you're going to have to move your, your crypto mining off of their servers. So they don't, they don't like it anymore. Did you have anything else you want to bring up about crypto, Dennis? Oh, sure. Uh, remember uh, FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried? Yes, yes. Who him. was holed up in the Bahamas giving uh, interviews to any journalist who would ask. What a ding-a-ling. Oh. <laughs> well, he was arrested. Finally. Uh, the Bahamian police arrested him on, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, American warrants. Right. And uh, they're going to haul him back to the United States and put him on trial, I guess. Yeah. No, that's that's about time. And uh, I guess there's they talked about within this article, right, how they moved money around within the... Or oh, there's another article. Oh, yeah. There's another article about the software. They had production software within the company. Right, because they were that, some sort of clearinghouse. There was some sort of exchange, as it were. Right. And it had it had a way of tracking all the little hives of different kinds of coins and mm. who held them. Yeah. Uh, and there was supposed to be within the software kind of a barrier. Yeah. Between this uh, fund Alameda. Yeah. And actual FTX customer coin mm-hmm. or Bitcoin or whatever they called garbage, it. as it were. Well, right. Let's call it what it is. We'll call it pet trash rock. coin or pet rocks. Pet rocks. That's okay. what it is. Or beanie babies or <laughs> naming a star after you. It's what they're just tracking their pet rocks. Yeah. At any rate, they had they had kind of a, a financial and programmatic firewall between those. Yeah. Well, one of their programmers very carefully and very secretly mm-hmm. pulled the plug on that little firewall. Oh. And they were a lot, They were able to transit money between those two little hives. The bad guys were Freed inside the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time, mm-hmm. this same software package used to feed dashboards that people could look at on their computers or probably Internally. on kiosks right. in the company. Internally tracking and the, pet, the pet rocks going back and forth. That software was failing to report some of these transactions. Of course. And that's that may be, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. why we've heard a lot of uh, FTX executives saying, hey, we didn't know what was going on here. Mm-hmm. We weren't aware of this. Yeah. And it seems that this programmer may be accounting for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. but we'll find out more, I'm sure. We will. All right, so we'll put those links up for you guys. Take a look at them. And uh, 
read them and weep, as it were, uh, over at computertalkwithtab.com. We'll get it posted out there. If you follow us on Twitter at tabcomputersys, uh, you'll get it into your news feed. And, uh, of course, uh, we'll post it on Facebook as well. We are broadcasting live over here at WTIC's Facebook page. So you can post your questions out there, say hello. That's great. So Shelly, John, and Kevin, hang on. We'll get to your calls after this. One line open for you, 860-522-9842 is the number. We'll be right back. Not <laughs> in the same way that Die Hard is a Christmas music movie. Uh-huh. I was at a concert last night, and they played this. I'm like, yep, one of my favorite <laughs> tunes. That's now my, it's a Christmas tune for me. <laughs> a little God wow. bless the child for you. So welcome back. We have the four lines all jammed up. Thank you guys for joining us here. Let's go right to your calls. And we're going to go to Shelly in West Hartford first. What's happening, Shelly? Oh, hi. Thanks, guys, for taking the call. I appreciate sure. your program. Um, I have a question. Netflix has come into our neighborhood. Yep, yep. And the timing couldn't have been better because I just got my latest Comcast bill, yep. which is talking about all these increases. And I, I already pay it. So yep. I'm wondering um, how I go about that. I mean, obviously, I sign up for the Netflix. And then how does that work with getting different channels that I get now? All right, so you're going to cut the cables, what you're going to do. If I heard that correctly, Carolyn was on the phone, couldn't, didn't know that the music was still going. Um, so <laughs> that wasn't me. So uh, you want to cut the cable and get your channels from a streaming company. Okay. Right? So there's tons of streaming companies out there that will offer you local channels of any kind. Mm-hmm. So one of the ones that I use right now is YouTube TV. Okay. But there's Sling, there's FUBU. There's others that are out there that will offer you the same services. You just got to kind of pick the package you want to spend the money on. You have to pay for your your content, mm-hmm. um, and it's just a matter of choosing that. So once you get your nice high-speed internet connection from GoNetSpeed, and also, by the way, they give you a router too. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you can use their router, and you'll get that high speed. Um, just make sure you change passwords uh, so you have the control over that router. Um, and uh, go ahead and get you know any streaming service you want to try out. A lot of these streaming services don't make you a lock in for anything. You can try them out, you know, for free. Get them on your um, device. Now you need a, you need a device to stream these things. So you got to connect either to a you got to put a Fire Stick or a, a Shield Nvidia Shield or a Roku or an Apple TV, whatever you want. You need to plug it into your 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 TV now so that you can actually run these apps. Okay, so I I would have the cost of NetSpeed, which I think yes. is fifty something dollars. Then you would have the cost of the streaming service, right? Right. Okay, and I don't even know. I haven't looked into that to see what that would be. Um, but what is, what's the downside? Other than, you know, I mean, the upside is obviously saving money. <laughs> yeah, the upside is saving money. Um, I haven't found a downside yet. It's, um, streaming is pretty cool, and all of, many of us now will have, like, an Amazon Prime account, a Netflix account. I do. Yeah, so you have already have the technology. All you're doing is adding yet another app to your device mm-hmm. and you can get your your content and with a, a nice high-speed connection i mean all you need is 150 by 150 is it just you and your in, in yeah just myself and my husband okay so you don't even all you need is a 150 by 150 okay you can get the cheapest service and you'll be more than happy and uh you, it, there's no downside that i've seen um Shelley, the only issue is you have to have a streaming device for your tvs if they're not smart if they don't have the ability to do their own streaming Right. Well, I have a Roku on one TV, and the other one is a smart TV. Oh, you're in good shape, then. So I'm in good shape. And when yeah. I sign up, so they would walk me through some of this, too, right, to yeah. connect it to well, my house. Um, they're going to connect it to your house. I'm not sure about how much they walk you through. But... Oh, then I'll be calling back. All right. It's not hard. <laughs> it's not hard. It really isn't. Stay tuned. 
couple more calls from me. Yeah, there you go. Well, okay. the good news is you've are, you're already most of the way there. You've yeah. already got the Roku and the smart TV. Right. right. Um, the the really hardest part is going to be you know opening up all those devices, logging into whichever streaming services you're going to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once you've logged into them and gotten the devices connected, it's, it's, it's quick sailing. Yeah. I know. And the modem, as far as the internet, they they give you the yes. They give that to you. Correct. Yeah, they're going to give you. It's it's not really a modem. I really should write down what it's called. But it's a, kind of a transceiver device that's okay. going to take the signal and send it over to your router. Okay. Well, I think Comcast finally pushed me over the edge. I'm there now. All right. So join the club. Let's you know cut the cable. Those guys have had their their day. Oh my goodness, they're getting they're out of control. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much for the information. You're welcome, Shelly. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. So she's going to be a happy camper. Um. Let's go on to John in Farmington. What's happening, John? Well, good morning, uh, Eric and Dennis. Uh, it's nice to catch up with you. Uh, let me preface my remarks with the fact that I, at your recommendation some years ago, I do use OpenDNS. Well, good. Good and for I you. I do it through the devices yeah. uh, so that when they travel, they're all set up rather than doing it through the modem. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, what I've calling about is the fact that I've been using uh, Norton 360 mm-hmm. uh, security All right. uh, on my machines for, well, since 2009. Okay. And I haven't had any major issues at all. Uh, they've been good at catching stuff. Uh, but I have one issue with them that I've uh, reported to them. They've, I'm sure they've ignored it. <laughs> is that they are trying really? to upsell me. Yes. Uh, yes. Every day I get uh, I get bombed with uh, stuff coming in about uh, get this or get that or you need this or you need that, and, and I don't because the stuff they're trying to sell me is stuff I can pretty much take care of my myself. Mm-hmm. So to the question, I've heard you gentlemen refer to the fact that Windows Defender yeah. is now a, uh, a rather rather effective protection. Yeah. Yes, uh, it is. And is it? Do you think it, it's quite quite safe for me to uninstall the uh, Norton 360 and just go with Windows Defender? Yeah, we do. Yeah. And Norton has kind of uh, earned this, right? I mean, they've been pestering you and bugging you and nagging you. Right. You know? And I'm sure you get little notifications that come up at the bottom right of the screen, too, and you don't need any of that either. Right. Right. So, that is, that, that's correct. Yeah, but Defender is Defender is now the real deal. As of, what, two years ago yeah. or so? Yeah, they're, they're getting It's the real there. deal. It's a real product, and it really works. And I can ta- I can assure you that I have seen the evidence that it works. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, go with it. And how often do you hear us praise Microsoft? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So there you go, John. You got oh, something to do. Okay. Well, thank you. But now, any particular sequence, can I uh, activate the Windows Defender? Should I uninstall no, the Norton Just first? uninstall Norton, and uh, Defender should activate itself after that. Okay. All right, John. we got to go. Sounds good. Thanks, much. You're welcome. We'll be back after the break. This is Computer Talk. Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're here till 11 o'clock. So feel free to get online. One line open for you, 860-522-9842. Dennis and I were talking a little bit off the air about that last caller who's getting nagged by his Norton 360 <laughs> to buy this or buy that. And it's like, just imagine. I mean, it's probably coming, and hopefully the car's manufacturers aren't listening to this. But imagine your car 
you turn it on and it says, hey, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't you like to buy some new wipers today? Or I hear your brakes are a little squealy here. I mean, just leave me alone for crying out loud. It's Norton 360 just, saying, just, buy me, buy me, buy me. do what you're supposed I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Do and be done with it. Right. So I don't know where computers, I mean, again, we the computer industry gave it all away. Right, everything was for free, and now Microsoft literally makes you sign up for a year for their 365 product, or they're going to whack you a 40 percent increase. Thanks, Microsoft. Oh. You know, you want email? <laughs> oh, it's getting really bad. Um, all right, let's get to your calls. Let's go to Kevin in Newington first. Hey, Kevin, what's up? Uh, good morning. Good morning. A, a question regarding um, at home my Wi-Fi network. All right. How, how risky is it for com- that Comcast knows my password? I was trying to, uh, I, I was having problems yesterday uh, trying to establish it for someone visiting. You know. Yeah. And you say it knows your password. They know your password for the Wi-Fi security or for your firewall. For my Wi-Fi. Okay, so they got your your Wi-Fi key. Well, I mean that one guy that you talked to at Comcast could be sitting anywhere um, in the country, right? He may not. It could be. Who knows where he is? They were from the. He was. Uh, she was from the Philippines. No, you're very safe. So <laughs> having a having somebody know your Wi-Fi password is only only an issue when they're within proximity. Right. It, it's like my it, neighbor. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. So. Okay. So I should be comfortable. I can rest now, right? Yes, yeah, sir. It doesn't help anybody that can't get to your house. Right. And then I'll just charge them rent if that's the case. There you go. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. You got it. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, it could be you never know, right? You're giving away passwords and now finally we're all trying to be more conscious. Well, well it I'm glad that he called and asked the question, yeah. but in this case, it it's of limited use to anybody that's just not around. Right, you got to be within range of yeah. your of your SSID. And of course, just because you're on the Wi-Fi, now they you know, their device doesn't necessarily have access to all your systems unless uh, it depends on how you segmented it, right? Did you give mm-hmm. them a guest access so that they have their own little little area where all they can do is internet, or did you give them local private access so they could see all your devices? Ouch. What did you do? Uh-huh. But still, she's in the Philippines. You're very, yeah. very safe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's go to Stan in Windsor next. Let's cook and Stan. Uh, good morning, gents. Morning. Uh, I think I'm going to piggyback a, a little bit on two of your previous callers. Uh, I'm dumping DSL. Uh, and uh, I'm also going with GoNet Speed. Nice. Very and, good. Uh, matter of fact, uh, they're coming next week. And uh, uh, what I plan to do is running my 
my TV, I've got a, a Roku stick. Yep. So I'll use that for my TV. But um, I'm a little bit concerned. I'm wondering, is it safe to use the the right uh, the, the Wi-Fi for my computer? I was thinking of running a, a cable from the uh, from the GoNet to my computer in the other room. Does that make any sense, or could I just use the Wi-Fi? You can use Wi-Fi. You can use Wi-Fi. the The only thing, and and it wouldn't for me, it wouldn't be a security issue. Mm -hmm. But you know, a wired network connection is always superior to a Wi-Fi connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially yeah. for something like a computer. Okay. Okay. Uh, but that's 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 not like I said. It's not a security consideration. It's just right. reliability mm -hmm. uh, and maximum speed. Got it. Wi-Fi has a little overhead on it. If you have, especially if you have more devices, mm -hmm. um, even though a lot of Wi-Fi is very fast these days, mm -hmm. um, you can you can still end up not getting quite all the speed you want. But if you have a computer that's wired, it's max right through to your computer. Right. Okay. Great. And uh, a follow-up question. Also, um, I've got an ancient computer. And I don't do any gaming or work on it. It's basically for emails, the larger screen, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, would 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 that be? I, I've heard you talking about um, you know you get a discount price on a, a computer. It's probably an older model. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing that doesn't really apply to me, huh? I'm not sure what you mean by that. You said you have an old machine, right? Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm thinking of getting rid of that. Yeah. Oh. And if I go out and buy a new one, um, oh, because your internet's so fast, it won't impact you. Is that I hope. what you're thinking? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, that's a bad theory. Yeah. Um, so, the problem is people are still selling Pentium-based systems, Celeron-based systems, mm -hmm. you know, Atom chips, right? These are Ugh. these are like the mopeds of computers. It makes me want to scream. <laughs> yeah. They they are computers, but they're like the mopeds. So you you won't have any processing power. So you need to get a 11th gen so you know you're in the same realm of current. 11th 12th gen, you can do 12th gen if you can avoid it. We tell you to still avoid it. Mm -hmm. uh, but 11th gen CPU i5 minimum. Stay away from the i3. Mm -hmm. And uh 16 gigs of RAM, 250 to 500 SSD, Windows 10 or 11. And now you'll be in good shape. Um, you know, you talked about your machine being older. That the comments you just had with Dennis about the Wi-Fi, yep. it may not connect real well if it's if it's if, older. If it's an older machine, it, right? It may not have the right Wi-Fi hardware to take advantage of the speed, of the speed that your uh, access point or, or firewall is offering. Right. Because oh, okay. GoNetSpy is going to give you a six E firewall. Yeah, first, they're going to triband probably. They're going to right. Tri-band. So 2.4 gigahertz, 5 gigahertz, and 6 E gigahertz. Yeah, that older computer is never going to even come close to taking advantage of that. Right. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this, then. If um, I thought I heard somebody along the line say that uh, the notebooks um, don't, don't last as long as a computer. Am, am I right on that? They tend not to. They take a beating, right? Yeah, yeah. right. A PC will sit there and not move around and... Versus a laptop just gets beat up. So if you get a good quality one with a metal uh, case around it, mm -hmm. um, then you'll have a better better luck with hinges and stuff like that. Don't get a plastic one. Okay. So I I was thinking if I do go that route, it's it just gonna I'm not gonna be taking it on trips or anything. I just keep it in the house. Mm -hmm. So would the guts work as good yeah. as say a computer? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yep. Okay. Great. 
Well, as always, I appreciate your help, gentlemen. I enjoy your show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, and good luck. Enjoy. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. So, yeah, think about GoNetSpeed as, you know, they're going to give you a 180-lane highway. (laughs) But if you only ride a a bike on it, you're not going to get a whole lot for that, right? So you got to increase your device in order to take advantage of it. Believe it or not, I'll tell the truth, right? I try to give you guys all my inside you know, story. So I got an old 100 megabit switch in my house. Oh. So I've been making sure I'm getting the 500, 500 that I've got going for Go NetSpeed. I'm like, why am I only only getting 100 megabit on my Xbox? Well, because there's an old switch in there. <laughs> so even guys like me, right? I don't know. It happens, right? Technology, I mean, I would have swore that that device was gigabit. I'm like, what dingling, what IT guy would still have a 100 megabit switch in his network? Well, if you're only getting cable... That was only about less than 100 megabits. You wouldn't have noticed. Well, until a year ago, I had a 100 megabit switch on my network, too. Right. Yeah, okay, good. So we're all I've confessing. I've been there, done that. We're all confessing. So, and that, and again, in our business, we have a whole asset technology where we track all this for our customers, and we know all this scenario is going on. But in our homes, you know, we don't do that. And I look at I look at that switch almost every 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 now and then. Oh, that's got to be gigabit. And I flipped it over yesterday. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. So that's not after the show. Literally, I told my wife I have to go get a switch. <laughs> I can't have the switch in there that's only 100 megabit. All right, so we'll step out for a quick break. Ray and Peter, hang on. Two lines open for you. 860-522-9842 is the number. Also, please, please, please. If you find any value in our show over the past 28 years, our public service that we do, and you want to give back in some way, text WTIC to 41444 and give to the Salvation Army, the holiday store, and uh, it'll make you feel good. I promise. We'll be right back. Let's get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. And we're going to go to Ray in Springfield first. Hey, Ray, what's up? Hi, guys. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure. Uh, Tell me everything I need to know about a Windows recovery drive. I'll let Dennis handle that one. Okay. What you're going to do, I assume you don't have one, so I'm going to tell you how to make one. Actually, I did make one. Oh, okay. So you've got one already. Okay. Um, My specific question, I guess, really is, is that drive all I would really need to, you know, reinstall Windows 10? Yes. Yes. Okay, bye. (laughs) <laughs> All right, Ray, off Seriously, to it's it really is that simple. What'll happen is you boot to it instead of to your normal drive, okay? Mm-hmm. You boot to that device. I assume it's a USB stick. And yes. it will give you an option to do a number of different things, and one of them will be um to do a recovery on Windows. And once you launch that, it will ask you some questions and if you opt to go with a reset but keep your data, that's essentially the same thing as repairing with the Windows operating system. But it will also give you an option to wipe everything and start over, and that would be what we call wipe and reload. Um, but it'll it'll lead you. It'll ask you what you want to do, and you just answer the questions the way you want. Right. Do you have a failure right now, Ray? Or are you just prepping? No, I it's just a prep. Right. Excellent. Excellent. Give this guy a gold star. Yes. He's doomsday <laughs> He's doing it in advance before yes. he needs it. Yeah, talk to Rackspace. Which is beautiful. Well, you should probably call Rackspace and give him some advice. <laughs> um, this is all assuming that the, the computer will, will even boot up. Um, if it doesn't do that, I'm in... 
Yeah, you're trouble. bigger well, problem. I mean, the, the, the hardware inside has to be capable of doing it. You have to have a, a working hard drive in there to get the installation. Right, so you're mitigating for one type of failure and one right. type of failure only. Your hard drive is either corrupt or damaged or failed. It's just right. the hard drive you're mitigating for. Correct. If your motherboard has a problem, you've got bad RAM, you've got a power supply issue, your recovery boot is not going to do much good for you. Right. Yeah. So there's lots of things to okay. prep for, Ray. Lots of ways to fail. <laughs> Yes, uh, I have a lifetime <laughs> dedicated to that. <laughs> yep, but you're learning from it. That's how we learn. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, we can never let you guys retire, but uh, <laughs> we do appreciate everything you do. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. Thanks very much, guys. Have a good Christmas. Yes, you too, sir. Bye now. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, so, so doomsday prepping is a good idea in this case for, it is. for computers. It, and I've always told people this. When you get a new computer... The first thing you do when you have a chance is to create that USB recovery stick. Mm -hmm. And there is a wizard built into Windows that will do that for you. It's not Gandalf. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's a software wizard on the screen. Not Yeah. It'll walk walk you right through. Let's go to uh, Peter in Middlefield. Hey, Peter. Hi, Eric. How are you? Good, sir. How are you? Good. I have a question. Um, if you could recommend a replacement operating system, I have an old, well, it's kind of old. It's still the hardware wise. It still works really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's running windows 8.1. All right. And I was like wanting to, my intention was to just upgrade the, uh, operating system to windows 10 perhaps. Yeah. And the question was, do I want to pay or not pay? So I was looking at the, the free alternatives, um, but I actually checked the my CPU on that um, laptop is not on the list for Windows 10 compatibility. Uh, so yeah. Would you recommend like a Linux or something? Or uh, in my case, I would, but that's me. Yeah, well, uh, you're kind of stuck. Microsoft yeah. is colluding with Intel, saying I can't run that. I, I would how how can I run my software on your on your little processor there? It's just not. I, Microsoft's just saying I can't do it. Won't do it. Refuses. Sticking their nose up to your processor, right? Um, it's ridiculous, but you're you're going to have to consider an alternative. I actually have a laptop with Linux on it. Yeah, and I do use it. Yeah, what would you and use it, it for, Peter? Well, me? Yeah. What would you use it for? Well, it's um, Dennis I is have, a geek. We have no uh, idea what he's doing. A lot of software on it. Yeah. Um, you know, e- email. Um, you know, the uh, web browser I still use on it. All right. And so, and it's running still pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not running the videos super super quick in multiple uh, panes on the on the uh, web browser, but that's okay. All right. Well, correct um, me if I'm wrong, Dennis. Like, do, is there a Chrome browser out there? I mean, a Chrome OS he could load on this too as an option, not just. UP? I wouldn't want to use Chrome. Okay, that's fine. What, he, is there a, a certain brand of Linux that you recommend over others? Um, for somebody who's not familiar with Linux, my recommendation is to install Ubuntu. Yeah. Okay, I've heard of that. So again, yeah. some of your software may work, may not work on it though, Peter. You're gonna have yeah. to find Ubuntu or Linux capable softwares. Uh, the other thing you could do. Hmm. Which is what a geeky guy like me did. Yeah. Which is to install something like Wine on the computer and then use that to run the Windows software. What was that? Can you spell that? W I N E. Oh, Wine. We'll put a link up there for you. Yeah. 
But okay. we'll that, that's kind of a that's kind of an expert thing. But if you're going to well, do Peter this, clearly and try has nothing it. better to do. He was calling a radio it, show about an old 8.1 machine. He wants I, to stick Linux on. This guy's ready for anything, right? I, right, Peter? I, I'm I'm happy to like. I'm happy that you're actually willing to do that. A lot yeah. of people would say, mm, I'm not touching that. I never heard of it. We almost want to hear how it goes. <laughs> we do. <laughs> as far as their uh, Windows saying that my that they don't have my CPU listed, yeah. and if I tried to install Windows 10, would I run into a, a solid brick wall on that? It may not be solid brick, but you're going to have trouble or it's going to warn you, or it may not work. Um, Microsoft Windows 11 is even more draconian yes. about the hardware. So they're either, again, this is getting ridiculous. Um, yeah, I know the Windows 11, that's like almost like a strict. Right. Thing, but on the Windows 8.1, they were bugging me years ago to upgrade now, upgrade to Windows 10, upgrade to Windows 10. Right. And so I assume if they were asking me back then, it would have been possible to do it back then. Oh, wait, 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 Peter, you're using Logic with Microsoft? Are you assuming <laughs> that Microsoft would have actually had the tool in place before they nagged you to upgrade to see if you were compatible? I think you missed a few shows back then because it was a constant refrain where they were, you couldn't believe it. I, you, you up, you, they were telling me to upgrade, I did, and now my machine doesn't work. I mean, oh, that was pretty that, much... that happen to people? Oh, constantly. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. And this is Microsoft. Why do you think we have the love-hate relationship we do with this company? Yeah, I know. I got, I picked up on that. Too. <laughs> it's our whole career, but if I mean, it's it's almost like if your whole career was just designed as a just a just an awful relationship. But it's it's a what is it called? Um, oh, I can't even think of the term. But it's it's when you're abused, you're sitting there as an abusive relationship, and you're codependent. Codependent. Thank you. It's a codependent relationship we have with Microsoft. <laughs> That's exactly right. So. Good luck with Ubuntu and wine, and we'd love to hear how that goes for you, Peter. Absolutely. Okay. All right. All righty. Good luck. Thank you very much. You got it. Yep. Bye-bye. So we almost need a therapist um, to talk about this. I mean, I mean imagine if you're your industry. Imagine if you're a CPA and not only did the, the, the those those requirements or parameters weren't consistent across everything. Like when you did my taxes, the rules were different than if they, you did Dennis's taxes because that's how Microsoft is. Microsoft, Dennis's operating system at home running Windows 10 is completely different than mine. <laughs> There's nothing the same about it. All right, let's go to uh, Frank and Cromwell, see if we can get his question in before the top of the hour. What's happening, Frank? Uh, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, sure. I have a problem with an old Canon uh, printer. Uh, it worked great on my brand-new laptop, Windows 11, until this last update went through a couple of weeks ago. And now, for some reason, I keep getting error codes when I try to print something. Is there right. anything I can look at to see if this thing is working right? I would. The thing that I would like to look at is open up the properties for it in the uh, control panel, and okay. then look in the ports pane of the properties panel, and see if there is a checkbox next to any of the possible ports. A okay. few weeks ago, a month ago, an update came out that wiped all those out. Jeez. Oh, and on some computers, not not certainly not all. Okay. And it did not know how to connect to that printer. Uh, the solution to that is not to check one of those boxes. The solution to that is to remove the printer completely and reinstall, reinstall it. Yeah. It okay. does not work if you pick one of those boxes. It will not go. Mm. It, you have to remove the printer from control panel so and remove start it, over. reboot, and then start over. Correct. Great. Okay, thank you very much. You got it, Frank. All right. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, 
Peter, man. I can't wait to hear from him as to how that goes with his Ubuntu and that, that wine thing on that old machine. So we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 860-522-9842. I do want to bring up something that's pretty important. So community bands. Southington is starting their own community band back up. We had done it back in 2019. And then they then these politicians said, well, you got to put everything down in 15 days to flatten the curve. And everything went to hell. Um, so we have to start up again. And uh, here we are starting up again in Southington. Southington Community Band. Come and join us. You're right. There's the community bands that are out there are amazing, and Southington deserves one. And so we're starting on January 9th, seven o'clock in the Windsor, in the Windsor, in the Southington High School band room. Come on, join us. Pick up a horn again. People always say, "Oh, I haven't played in a while." Well, you know what? The great thing about playing an instrument is it's like riding a bike. You never forget, really. So come on, and join us, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun in Southington in January 9th. Southington Symphonic Band. Ooh, we'll be nice. right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. A lot goes into taking care of your property. You need equipment with more reliability and versatility built in. Like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, rated number one in durability and owner experience. Z-Series mowers that deliver a quality cut and sidekick utility vehicles where durability meets speed. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. Green & Sons Farm & Lawn Equipment. On the web at greenandsons.com. 